Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Cosmetic pesticides, they're under review in many locations across Canada right now. Um, And uh, so this spring, the provincial government in Winnipeg announced a plan to get rid of a ban. They had an eight-year-old ban on private property use of pesticides, and they've decided to get rid of it and go back to what they had before. Regina on the other hand, has launched a review of using pesticides on private property in that city. And the clips you just heard were uh, from Monday at uh, City Council in Edmonton, where they're having conversations about the exact same thing too, whether or not there needs to be uh, a ban put in place on private property use of pesticides. I think it's primarily herbicides, but we'll find out for sure. Uh, It was a heated debate. Many, many people on both sides of the argument. Joining us now to walk us through how we got here and what might happen, we have um, Tim Cartmel, who is a city councillor in the city of Edmonton. And uh, Tim, thanks for joining us. I appreciate your time today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay, so just help me define this if you can. Uh, When we talk about commercial or cosmetic pesticides. Are we talking primarily about herbicides here, weed killers? That's primarily what this is, right? On Monday, it was primarily what we're talking about, but it, it is sort of in a weird way connected to past conversations where we were talking about mosquitoes. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's kind of ipso facto the same thing, right? You know, pesticides, herbicides, chemicals we're using to sort of alter our, our environment. Where did this come from? I mean, are you hearing from a lot of people in your writing saying, hey, we need to deal with mosquito spraying and with weed spraying? I mean, is this something that's on the minds of people you talk to? Mosquito spraying, no, not once. <laughs> not once was I asked about that. <laughs> uh, I, I'm hearing from the same lobbyists, and, and they're effectively lobbyists that are um, speaking to all councillors that are, that are filling up our inboxes. Uh, and I do hear from some people in, in the ward I represent that, you know, have a bit of concern about the amounts and, and the need for some of these things if they're simply cosmetic. Um, but it's, it's, it's not a lot, I will say. Okay. Now, we already have a ban on city-owned land using these kinds of pesticides, right? That's been in place for a while now. It's been in place for a while. We still use them in, in a few places. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe we still use them on premier fields, you know, those... Yeah, sports fields, uh, parks. Sports, yeah, um, and we use them in hard-to-reach places, uh, you know, where it's hard to, to... Essentially, what we did was, when we brought in a ban a few years ago, was to say, we're going to use less chemicals and do more mechanical removal, you know, more weed-eating, more hand-picking. Uh, but we didn't have the resources to actually do yeah. the more mechanical removal. Uh, so you're seeing the effect of that. So uh, we're using them less when they're not, it's not zero, but it's not much. Uh, but we're not, we haven't compensated with the mechanical removal either. Yeah, and you hear, and I hear a lot more people complaining about the state of some of the green spaces and boulevards and things like that than I ever do about people spraying pesticides. So what do I. Uh, and, you know, and it's, and it runs you know, from the simple to the complex. But, you know, when I send uh, my kiddo to cut my front grass, if he hasn't done the trimming, then he's not done cutting the grass. Uh, but yet that seems to be an accepted standard for our, our boulevards and our mediums, right? So yeah, yeah. I hear a lot about that for sure. Okay. So what happened down there on Monday, uh, both sides presenting their arguments, which is great. That's the way the system's supposed to work. Where do we go from here on this, Councillor? Well, it's so uh, 
we did not finish the item at committee the other day. Uh, the next step in this conversation is to hear from administration, where councillors can ask administration what their current practices are, where they would go from here, what a ban would look like, what impacts that would have, that kind of a thing. So that discussion continues on August 22nd. Um, what actually happens from there, I don't honestly know. Uh, you know, there, there's people that are experts in these things. They tend to be employed by the provincial and federal government. Uh, we don't necessarily have people that are employed in, uh, you know, the testing of sure. and the understanding of the, the health impacts of these pesticides. They count on those other levels of government. So, frankly, I feel like I'm being put in a position where I'm, I'm supposed to pick the expert that I like and decide from there. And I'm not sure that that's great governance, to be honest. I mean, I guess the argument could be made, and I think you made it uh, following the session on Monday, that these are approved chemicals by the governing agencies across the country, and we need to have some trust in that's what they do. Like you say, that's not your expertise, it's theirs, and they're giving them a pass. Well, and if I can draw my own personal expertise, then, then I might do that. But I don't have that expertise in this area. And, and, they, and it's very specific. So, you know, if there's a particular compound or chemical that will help your grass grow, uh, or frankly help a farmer, you know, create greater yield for the crops that they're yielding, those are, those are tested specifically for that instance in that amount applied in a particular way. And if you follow those instructions, then Health Canada or Alberta Environment say that's safe. Uh, if you drink it or eat it or use it in a different way, that is that that's not an automatic that that continues to be safe. It's it's very prescriptive, and and I think we need to to realize that and count on that. You know, there's a lot of things that we're ingesting that come from places where, uh, you know, some chemical treatment has aided in the yield of that crop. Uh, you know, and 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 that has been tested and that and understood by those experts to be uh, an appropriate use of that material. You, I mean, you, you're, you are a veteran on, on Edmonton City Council due to the fact that this is your second term. A lot of first-timers, a lot of uh, newcomers on City Council, to me as an observer and somebody who's watched Council for a number of years, uh, it seems to me like we might be seeing a change in direction with City Council. Would you, would you say that that's something where some of the priorities are shifting? Like we talk about mosquitoes, we talk about pesticides. Some of the things that our City Council seems to be focused on right now seem to be different than what they were in the past. Am I out to lunch here? No, I, I don't think you are. There, there's been, you know, in the, in the last uh, seven, eight months of Council, there's been an emphasis put on things that have not been emphasized before. And I think it's important to understand that, particularly when you're a new councillor, uh, people are coming at you from all directions, right? Yeah. I need a rec centre. I need a stop sign. I need an intersection. I need, you know, I need you to stop using pesticides. I need you to stop using herbicides. Uh, and that's not to say that, that those things are not all worthy, but, it's, but I think more than there's been a shift in emphasis, it's that there's been a desire to talk about everything that has come before us and, and a sort of a lacking of sense of priority. And I, uh, I think that's a bit of what we're seeing if, if, um, if we want to sort of distinguish between this council and last council. Yeah, yeah, definitely a, a decided change. Uh, Councillor, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity. Have a good day. That's Tim Cartmel, who is a city councillor in Edmonton. And yeah, I mean, we've got to focus on some issues. And I'm not saying they aren't issues, and I know they're important to some people. And there are some very passionate arguments made in favour of doing away with these pesticides down at city council. Uh, there are some very passionate arguments made to keep the pesticides, or I mean, we keep calling them pesticides, but primarily this discussion so far has been about herbicides, using weed killer on your 
personal property. It's not about doing it uh, in a park or doing it uh, in a schoolyard or anything like that. No, this is about doing it in your backyard. Should you be allowed to do that in your backyard, make that choice for you and your family? Uh, that's the argument that is playing out here. Now, one of the groups that was very vocal down at uh, City Council this week, and you can understand why, is people in the landscape industry. Because if your job, if primary focus of your um, your business is lawn care, I mean, there's a company called Weedman. They deal. They, they have the giant tanks on them. You've seen them, right? Um, their job is to deal with the weeds. Basically, their entire business is up in the air here. If this ban were to go forward. Uh, on private property. That's what they do. That's the entire business model. So we'll hear from um, somebody involved in the landscape industry and get that side of the argument when we come back right after this. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So you heard the arguments uh, in favor of the pesticides, as we said, you know, people are concerned about um, health risks and things like that, right? Understandable. So they were making their case down at city council. We heard from the councillor, and now we're going to hear from the other side of this argument. Uh, Perry Stothart, who is a certified horticulturist with classic landscapes and classic gardens in Edmonton, joins us now. Hey, Perry, how you doing? Hey, Shay, how are you? Good. I should also mention Perry is not only uh, a Mr. Green Thumb, he is also a very high-level basketball ref. I saw you ref in a Stingers game recently. Yeah, I heard you yelling my name. I didn't realize it was you. Usually when people yell my name at games, I ignore them. But I was, I, I I was going to chir- chirp you, and I thought, should I, should I bother Perry or should I just let him do his job? But I waited <laughs> until it was a break in play. I wasn't going to be that guy. But uh, uh, thanks for joining us, Perry. Appreciate it. You bet. Thanks for having me. So obviously, uh, a lot of people that were speaking uh, in support of leaving things the way they are when it comes to using herbicides on private property were people in your business. And understandably, um, uh, this would be very damaging for people like you, people that are in lawn care. And these are, it's, it's, it's a big part of your business, right? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things I want to highlight off the bat. And, and I think, um, you know, there's sort of an undercurrent of perspectives here um, one of them is, is, that I'm seeing is that somehow that people are in the, that are in the landscape or greenhouse or gardening business are you know straight business people and anti-environment, and that couldn't be further from the truth, right? I mean, yeah. a lot of us got into this business because of a passion for the environment, passion for things, and you know, growing things and vigorous plants and all this kind of stuff, and beautifying our community is a big part of that. And so I think that's important. And and the other thing is that, you know, I've heard the term pesticide. Pesticide is sort of the umbrella term. So just to, def- you know, define it, herbicides and insecticides are branches of pesticides. So when you use the term pesticide, you're really talking about everything. Okay. And we talk about that. And so that's key. You know, and I think one of the things that's really important to understand is that, you know, this idea, and you may have heard it, of integrated pest management. You know, using pesticides is a tool. It's one tool in the toolbox. You know, we're not advocating for a spray baby spray kind of mentality right. where, you know, use it every time. We, you know, counsel people, especially in our garden centers, about, you know, planting the, the right plant in the right location and, 
how we can take care of, how we can improve the health of our soils, and all these kinds of things that contribute to a healthy environment. And, um, and so to suggest that it's, you know, really an all or nothing sort of uh, mentality or that, you know, it's a straight business model and if it, the dollars don't make sense, we're not going to do it at all and we don't care about any of these other things, I, I just don't think that's really realistic. And I think that's some of the things that the city council is going to have to juggle because, you know, there's many perspectives that have been expressed. But the fact is, there's a functional cost to uh, both sides of this argument. And, um, you know, like uh, Councillor Cartmel, we relayed, they don't do a lot of spraying right now. It is targeted spraying. And uh, yeah. having the option for people to have that choice uh, on their own property and whether they want to hire professionals, trained professionals, I might add, and that's a big component of this, being a licensed pesticide applicator, that test is no joke. And, um, you know, people have to study for a long period of time, that's a very difficult exam, and they're, you know, they, so they have a high level of training. So, you know, that was one of the, the things that was mentioned too. Taking that out of the hands of professionals seems sort of counterintuitive to, you know, that whole process. Well, that's the thing, Perry. I mean, it's not like it's the Wild West. These are very heavily regulated chemicals that are not used willy nilly, right? I mean, there are rules already in place in terms of using them on uh, city owned land and things like that. And again, uh, they go through a pretty rigorous process before they get approval, before any of us can use them, whether they be commercial like you or just a guy in his backyard like me. 100%. And it's interesting because there are, you know, um, some talking points related to, you know, lower risk pesticides. A lot of times people throw on the world safe and, and safe ends up being sort of a, a pivot point for both sides of the argument. What does that mean? Because it is a risk assessment. And I think that's with anything, that's the way it is. And maybe that sounds a little bit too uh, sterile, but that's the fact. I mean, you're going to judge costs yep. and you're going to judge uh, the health and the impact it has on the environment. All these things are part of what Health Canada or the PMRA, which is the pest management regulatory, you know, they, they are an arm of Health Canada that examines this. Well, even what we consider lower risk or soft pesticides, some of these alternative pesticides that are being proposed in place of some of the other chemicals, um, they're still regulated, the PMRA. They still go through studies. They still have, so to be used in this category, whether they're considered, you know, less invasive or whatever terms you want to use, um, they still go through the same regulatory process. And so at the end of the day, education is important, um, you know, giving people um, the right to know and, and understand um, and I think, frankly, uh, you know, to touch on one other point that Councillor Cartmel made, you know, Council has examined this and not too far in the past. Mm -hmm. And so the fact is that you get a new council, it's like, OK, well, you know, the fact that they ruled uh, one way before and, and didn't want to have it or have managed it in the way they have, that somehow we have a new council and, and they'll understand better than everybody else. Well, the fact is we understand this question quite well and, and we're making this decision. Right. And, and so I think. So the idea that, well, because you don't agree with me, clearly you don't understand well enough. I mean, we understand this process quite well. We understand integrated pest management quite well, which does celebrate the environment. It does celebrate biodiversity, but it is just one tool. And it doesn't mean that we don't educate and, uh, and help people have, you know, the opportunity to have, you know, beautiful landscapes, whether it's in our boulevards or whether it's in our private, you know, residences. So, I mean, how closely are you and your industry colleagues going to be watching this as it develops? I mean, we know it's happened in Winnipeg. They're backing off of now. Regina's looking at it. I mean, how closely is this something that the industry is keeping an eye on? Well, for sure, it's a big issue uh, with the industry. Um, you know, there's variations within our industry. We have, you know, partners all over the place yeah. um, in terms of associations and, and do a wide range of landscape construction versus, you know, lawn maintenance and some of the things we talk about. But, you know, it is an issue because I think when you talk about 
the idea that um, you know our industry as a whole doesn't care about the environment like I talked about. And I mean, that's just not the case. I mean, we love, we love it. I, I planted more trees and shrubs, I'm sure, than most people. And, um, and so the idea that we can use tools to, that will help um, not, only, not only the cosmetic look, and cosmetic is not a technical term. It's a, you know, it's a marketing term. Right. The idea that it's non-essential. So we do talk about levels of tolerance. If you came to me, uh, Shane, you said, I've got three dandelions in my yard. I'm going to talk to you about how three is okay. You right. know, yeah, like yeah. you can live with them, dig them out. And, and frankly, you know, digging out a few dandelions on your personal property is fine, but it's not, um, you know, it's not, val- you know, valuable or valid in a larger area when you have, you know, huge parks. And we've all seen you know, that. Sending we've out people to pull weeds by hand. I mean, yeah. you're just not going to do it. And, you know, goats, I, I find goats interesting. And, and I think they're kind of a cool talking point, but they're not a program that you can do en masse. And it's interesting because there's even been some studies that have shown that some of the you know problem weeds go right through goats and it yes. doesn't impact the weed seeds at all. And and so it's not really, you know, accomplishing you know, in a large scale what we need to accomplish. We have a large city um, and uh, we're not using just one tool. We're using, you know, dozens and dozens of different tools and they all have a place, I believe. And I think that measured approach is one that an industry supports. And I think that you know, most people in Edmonton would support as well. Perry, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. All right. Take care, Shay. Talk to you later. That's Perry Stothart, who is a certified horticulturist with cult, uh, classic landscapes and classic gardens in Edmonton representing, um, I think that was primarily, that was the largest group that was speaking down at uh, Edmonton City Council um, in favor of leaving things the way that they are.